Hey, hey, friend, how are you doing today? Yeah, I still have that cold lingering that I mentioned an episode or two back. Just ignore the nasal voice. I'm hoping that it's gone soon. I've got my cup of water and my tissues right here, but I'm really hoping that I don't need them. Today, I want to dive in, though, and talk about homemaking and how the time and energy that we pour into our home, how it can directly influence and affect our homeschooling and parenting in ways that we don't always recognize. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Before we get started, I want to ask you a question. How are you doing with your homeschooling? How are you feeling about it? Are you brand new? Are you thinking about homeschooling? Or are you a little bit into it and just feeling overwhelmed? I want to share with you a testimonial from Katie uh, from North Carolina, who walked with me through my Hello Homeschool Academy course and how she was able to transform her homeschool. She says, before I started the program with Lee, I was feeling frustrated and stalled in my homeschooling. Her program helped me build confidence to restructure our homeschool into something that works for my whole family. The resources, advice, and community is something I would highly recommend to any homeschooler that is starting out or feeling stalled as I did. Katie was a joy and a blessing to work with, and I love that she is such a part of the Hello Homeschool Academy. We get to do one-on-one calls, group calls, as well as a private Facebook group. If this is something that your heart is tugging at, you need some help and some direction with your homeschool, check out the link in the show notes or send me a quick email. My email is lee at littlebylittlehomeschool.com and it's lee spelled L-E-I-G-H. Today, let's dive into a homemaking, but I want to start with a story. This goes back many years ago when my kids were all younger and a friend in a similar season of life relayed this story. She had a friend that worked full-time, and her kids were in daycare or somewhere else being provided for, whether they're in school or not quite old enough, but they weren't at home, and she wasn't at home either. And my friend went over to her house sometime, uh, whether with her kids or not, and took note of how clean her house was. Was a little embarrassed when this friend then came to her house, and the fact that she had... You know, my friend had three young kids, and they were home. She was a stay-at-home mom, and everybody was home all day long. And this, you know, she mentioned to this friend, I'm, I, you know, that she was embarrassed now that this friend came over. And her friend's comment back was, yeah, my house is in great shape. Everything's in its place. It's always clean. But that's because we're never there. Your house is lived in. And she said, of what I wouldn't give for my house to be a mess and me being able to be home with my kids and my kids being there all the time. I would rather a messy house and be with my kids than my house be clean and nobody be there. I just thought that story was a good reminder that our homes are going to look lived in as homeschoolers. Whether your style is to be out of the house a lot, you're still going to be home way more than if you were working and your kids were at school. And so our homes are going to look like, and they should look like they're lived in. They don't need to be magazine worthy though. I know we might turn on... HGTV, we might turn on these different uh, DIY kind of shows, we might hop onto social media, and we feel like our house doesn't measure up. And that's kind of intentional, 
But I want to encourage you to ignore that. Just like in another episode, we talked about the fact that we can take these different moms that we see on social media and put them together and create this one super homeschool mom. And we are comparing ourselves to that one super homeschool mom who, guess what, doesn't exist. Just like the perfect home doesn't exist. The things we see in the magazine, the things that we see on social media, those don't really happen. When you actually flip the camera around, and trust me, I know this, I blogged and did DIYs and shared my home for five years. Behind that camera, though, is most likely a huge mess, is possibly rooms that haven't even been fixed up. There could even be family members that are upset whose feelings are hurt because the priority has been placed upon getting this perfect picture or putting the family in the picture and making them smile and look like they're really happy, but they're not having a good time. Just understand that it is just one picture that you're seeing is just a one tiny little piece of the picture. And we do ourselves a huge injustice when we compare one tiny little picture to the fullness of life around us. I have seen a change in the past few years, especially when it comes to Instagram and stories. People are more willing now to share the behind the scenes, whereas before it was just photos and it was just everything looked perfect and you didn't see what's going on. Now that there's stories and videos and people are realizing that if they're relatable, people are more prone to follow along. So just understand that what you see isn't the full picture. But we also have to be careful not to flip this around and say, oh, those pictures are completely not real. Therefore, everybody's house is most likely, real people's houses is an absolute disaster. So if mine's an absolute disaster and we aren't thriving, we aren't surviving even very well in our home, it's okay because that's what everybody's doing. But be careful not to give yourself an excuse just to ignore it. If you feel like you struggle in this area, and I know that it can be a struggle for some, And that's okay. Your first step, though, is to admit that it's an area that you struggle in. And we'll dive deeper into this in further episodes about how to get your feet on the ground, how to cultivate a home uh, that your family can thrive in and that you all enjoy being in. We also need to understand that there are seasons that it's going to be harder in life to keep up with the house. It's just going to be busier and understand that if we can get some systems and we get some things in place, if we can on those seasons where it is not as insane, we can work on our homes, then during those seasons that it is, is going to be a little bit easier because we all kind of know a rhythm. We have it figured out. Some of those seasons can be short-lived. So I mentioned that I wasn't feeling well. My husband and I were pretty much down and out for about a week. We're able to pick up where I was not able to, and they took care of dinners. They knew where things went. Now, I am going to mention that yesterday I finally gave my kitchen a deep clean because, uh, bless bless those boys, They did a really good job. They kept themselves alive. They kept us alive. They kept the dog alive. But I kind of need to give a deep clean. Just understanding that sometimes those seasons, I mean, ours is only a week, but there's going to be seasons in life when you have a bunch of little kids and it's going to be survival mode and that's okay. But I do want to say this is going to be a little bit of a hard truth here. If your house is a mess and you have time to scroll on social media, you have time to create a home that serves your family. Today, I want to share with you three outcomes to taking the time to pour into your homemaking. So three things that you are going to see as reaping the benefits, the rewards of taking the time of pouring into your homemaking. Again, this doesn't need to be magazine worthy and I want to highly encourage you to create a home that you love, one that is within your budget, the one that brings you joy and not to have to recreate what you see somewhere else. Okay, so let's jump into those first, those three things. The first one is, When you take the time to pour into your homemaking, your family will thrive. Picture this. Picture a home that your kids enjoy being at, one that they want to invite their friends over, ones that they just 
they want to be home. It isn't a place that's driving them off or anything. Again, it doesn't need to be magazine worthy, but if your family is into books, create cozy little places for you to read. And even if you're not into books and you want them to be into books, create little corners full of uh, coat and comfy chairs and pillows and blankets and give them resources. Imagine a home that everybody can relax. Imagine a place that feels safe. As our kids get older and they get out into the world more, it is so nice to come home. I remember coming home from during those years of working uh, or when I would be at college and come home and my mom would be there and she just created an environment that I just felt, I felt safe. I, I The world couldn't get me there. And even when I do go back home to my parents' house, that is how I feel no matter what's going on in the world. I drive down their driveway and I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter. This is a safe place for me to be. So understanding that by creating a home and pouring into our homemaking and creating a place that our family is going to love, we're creating an environment that they can relax. They can be themselves. They can be creative and it offers a safe environment. This could include taking time to create bedrooms that your children love. Do you have a kiddo that's really into Legos? Create a Lego station. Do you have a kiddo that is into uh, dolls, Barbies? I don't know, whatever it is. Create a place where they can be creative, a, a place that they can enjoy being in the home, whether it's in their room or creating places, uh, family areas. You like to do puzzles together. Just think about what is it that your family enjoys doing whether individually or together, and create spaces for that and reducing the clutter around those different areas. And we can dive into that into another episode. I'm kind of known in my house that if something isn't being used for a while, I may just pass it on to somebody else or donate it at the thrift store. Okay, so let's jump into number two. What is the second reason why, as a homeschool mom, should I pour into my homemaking? Well, guess what? When you do so, your homeschool will thrive. Your days will run more smoothly. If you create learning environments that are free of clutter, learning environments that have the resources that are necessary for whatever lessons you're going to do and nothing extra, not extra junk laying around or things are in an orderly kind of fashion, your homeschool can thrive. Your day will go smoothly. You'll be able to accomplish more when your supplies are orderly. Again, this doesn't need to be perfect. When it comes to, say, art supplies, I have a couple of baskets that I picked up at the Target dollar spot. And inside those, I have a couple of jars. And inside each of those jars, we have paint in one of them, paint brushes in another one, uh, clay in another one, different types of paints. And by just having them in a couple of baskets, we can easily pull them down do our art projects. When things are done, put them back in there and put them back up. Again, it's not going to win any awards. And that's fine because guess what? My family doesn't care about the awards. I'm the only one that would care about winning some DIY award or anything like that. But just understand that your homeschool will thrive when things are set up in an orderly fashion. You create a space, whether you like having a homeschool room or you like spending time in the living room doing your homeschool whatever area it is, your homeschool is going to thrive when you put some intention and you put some effort into your homemaking. The third area that you are going to see some benefits in when you pour into your homemaking is going to be that your heart will thrive. All of us, every single human thrives and functions better in some type of order. Some of us require a lot more order than others do, and that does not matter. Some semblance of order is a way that most of us can function best. It adds a measure of peace to our hearts when there is order within our home. I know for myself, again, 
this past week and my husband and I were sick, there was not much order in the house. I had gotten sick uh, right on the weekend, and usually on the weekends is when I give the bathrooms a good scrubbing. So it had been an entire week. I had done a quick wipe down, baby, during the week in between, and I just let it all go. Everything just go. I had my boys vacuum here or there. They did some things that I asked them to do, but again, it wasn't going to be to the same level that I enjoy having things clean. Last night, I was feeling worn out, but I was like, uh uh, we're not going another week without these bathrooms clean. And it took me maybe 30 minutes to clean both bathrooms. And honestly, I went to bed like, ah, it felt so good to get up in the morning. So overall, you can fall asleep with extra peace just knowing that our home is in order. We have taken some time, we have things set up. And guess what? The next morning that we awake, we can wake up with that sense of peace as well. Just knowing that. Things are in their place. There is some type of order. We have taken some time to create an environment that our family can thrive in. And guess what? When we wake up in the morning, we don't wake up behind. Every single day as a homeschool mom, we have a lot to accomplish. Why start off the day behind with things from the day before and possibly the day before and the week before that? And again, there's going to be seasons in life where there are just, things are just going to be overwhelming and we can't go above and beyond. But if we have the time to go a little above and beyond, and we'll dive deeper into future episodes about just the tactical how to do this. But again, if you have time to scroll on social media, you have some time to pour into your home. And I'm not saying to run, you know, ragged until one o'clock in the morning working on stuff on your home. I'm just saying that there are other ways that we can spend our time and the benefits. Let's go over those three benefits to taking time to pour into our homemaking is that our family, they're going to thrive in an environment that has created a safe place, cozy place, some place that they can grow and be creative and feel comfortable in. The second one is that our homeschool will thrive. When we have our curriculum, we have our different resources, whatever it is that we are using, we have things set up in a way that's conducive to learning and to growing. We can just do it. There's order to it. We don't have to be chasing around, looking around for this and for that and those different pieces of, of whatever it is. We can just get going on our homeschool and everybody can feel at peace with that. The third one is that your heart will thrive. Everybody functions better in some type of level of order. You know what level of order is best for you, but just understand that you're going to have peace. You're going to go to bed with more peace and you're going to wake up in the morning knowing that you aren't behind as you start the day. If homemaking is an area that you do struggle in, I plan to in future podcasts to pour into this because I truly believe that this season of life when we are homeschooling our children our home doesn't have to be neglected. Again, it doesn't have to win any awards or you don't have to start a DIY blog. You don't have to be entered into any magazine, you know, awards or anything like that. But we can create a home that our family can thrive in, one that they want to come home to, one that they feel safe in, and one that we can thrive as well. And we can all grow and we can enjoy this season of life. We can create memories within our home and we can foster a sense of peace, of calmness within our home, a place that we can all grow, mom, dad, kids, and anybody that we invite into our home. If you are looking for a homeschool community that's going to encourage you in this area, whether it's an area you struggle in, or just maybe it's an area that you'd like some encouragement in, go ahead and join my Facebook community. It is called Embrace Your Homeschool Community. And it's on Facebook. I will put a link in the show notes as well. But come on over there and join. If you are looking for some like-minded homeschool moms who just are down to earth, 
and willing to open up and share and to encourage one another. Go ahead and join that group. We'd love to have you over there. And today, I just want to encourage you to invest time in your homemaking. Again, your home is going to be unique to you, and that is the really cool thing. I love to go to someone's home for the first time because I might not know them super well, but I really get to know them by looking around at their home. And the neat thing is that you can see the family thriving within this home. It is exactly what they want. Nobody says you have to have designer couches. You can have something from the thrift store. It does not matter. And I feel like we often can be held back. This is a complete aside. But when it comes to inviting others into our home, we feel like they're going to judge us or they're not going to like our home or they're going, I don't, you know, it just holds us back because we don't think that our home is good enough. But do you know the number one thing that I look for in a home is a family that is joyful and loving their home. It does not matter if you have thrift store couches. If you are welcoming people into your home with a smile on your face and you are sharing the love of Jesus with them and you are especially enjoying some food, nobody cares. People care more about how your home feels and the homemaking is just a reflection of that. It does not mean, again, that you have to have expensive things in your home, but others notice when you take the time to create environments, whether it is a cozy corner that somebody can come over and curl up and read a book at your house, or maybe they look on the walls and you have pretty pictures. I have been very purposely trying to add more decor to my walls. I, I have like a commitment issue when it comes to hanging things on the walls because I feel like once it's there, it's there forever. But I'm telling myself, no, it's okay. You can just fill in the hole if you change out what you want but it doesn't have to be expensive. All of my frames are from thrift stores and then I just spray paint them whatever color that I want them to be. I just look for something that has nice shape of it that I want, the size of it that I want. I'll print pictures uh, from my kids, uh, you know, that I've taken just on my cell phone. They don't have to be anything fantastic. I, I've done, you know, ordering from um, Etsy, just some prints that are paintings and just get them printed at Walmart hang them up. You're like, wow, this is great artwork. I'm like, yeah, that cost me total of probably $3 for that entire frame. I'm not running down to Target and buying the frame that is $30. I'm sure that's a great frame. But I went over to the thrift store instead and I bought the frame for $3 and then bought a can of spray paint from Home Depot, cleaned up the glass, printed some pictures. Yeah, this takes a little bit more time and effort, but creating a home that when you take the time to do it is also a lot of fun. It's just, there's a part of the journey as well. And I'm totally going off on a tangent and we'll talk more about this. I would actually love if you would let me know what areas of homemaking that you do struggle in. And the best way to do that is to jump over into that Facebook group, Embrace Your Homeschool Lifestyle, and let me know. Just make a post and say, hey, I listened to episode six about home homemaking and you wanted to know some areas that I'd be interested in hearing more about homemaking and just let me know. I would absolutely love that because this is another part of all of this homeschooling that just really makes my heart go pitter patter. And I enjoy talking about it and encouraging others. But I'm excited to hear from you. And even more so, I am excited for your family to thrive your homeschool to thrive, and your heart to thrive as you take time to pour into your homemaking. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.